Hi, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, let's take a dip into candle making. Yeah, I know, grown, I know. But it was kind of funny, wasn't it? Just a little bit, just a little bit. Come on, admit it. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about dip candles. And I'm not going to make this super hard. Uh, if you're not a candle maker, I got it. This might not be super interesting to you today, but it might be. And if you have the opportunity to do this at home and just enjoy life and maybe do it just for fun, I think it will be rewarding. It will be relaxing. And it's something that you can learn to do and just add a little bit more of hominess to your surroundings. So let's get started. So the first thing you want to do is decide what kind of container you're going to use. For a lot of us, the easiest thing to do is to grab a pot. Just a metal pot. Doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't have to cost a lot. But it should be at least a little deep because you want to be able to have enough depth to have a decent sized small candle. And when I say pot, I mean like an actual pot. Please do not, and I can't stress this enough, do not get the non-stick kind of pots. Just get an old beat up pot. Just a simple pot. But if you're going to be doing this on a regular basis, then there's a different kind of pot you might want to look into. That pot comes with a cord. That's right, I'm talking about a slow cooker. Most people call them crack pots, but that's actually a brand of pot. But the good old trusty slow cooker will work wonders. And it works with several different kinds of waxes too. When you use a regular metal pot, the drawback is that what you could actually burn your wax. I mean, it could you know get too hot. But with a slow cooker, you can control the temperature. So if you have the money to do that, then the slow cooker might be a little bit better for you. And don't buy a new one. Buy a used pot. Buy a used metal pot. Buy a used slow cooker. Because once you start working with wax, it's going to be kind of difficult to really clean them you know get all the wax out especially if you use beeswax but guess what it's not impossible and I'm gonna tell you how to do it too but for the most part get a get an old beat up pot it doesn't have to be fancy because that pot that you use is gonna be just for making candles or just for making little wax works so first thing on the checklist find a pot it should be about maybe at least six to eight inches deep because that way you have enough room to really make what you want to make. Alright, so, oh, and don't forget, this should be going into your book of stuff. Just a reminder. Alright, let's move on. The next thing you want to do is figure out if you want to use beeswax or paraffin wax and there's a reason because beeswax is a very different kind of thing and if you're vegan you might want to not want to use that whereas paraffin wax is kind of like a byproduct of the petroleum industry so you also 
want to look into the environmental issues of that, but it really comes down to what kind of product you're looking for. Another thing you can do is soy wax. And while that is not as widespread as maybe paraffin or beeswax, it could be a really affordable alternative. Buying beeswax can be very expensive, especially if you don't know a beekeeper, which, hey, my husband's a beekeeper. Woo woo. I'm lucky. I am so blessed. I am counting my blessings for that. You should always count your blessings, by the way. But you can also choose paraffin wax or soy wax. And any craft store usually will have sheets or cubes of paraffin easily available. And there's a really big chain of uh, stores that carries paraffin quite available at any time. And that one is named after a, a certain man or a certain angel. I'm sure you can figure it out. Starts with an M. Okay, so now that you've picked your wax and you want to stick to that kind of wax for that particular pot, if you're going to change waxes, have two different pots. Next part, we're going to talk about wicks. Now let's talk wicks. Wicks in general are made of cotton and you're going to run across quite a different set of wicks depending on if you get them locally or if you order them from an online supplier or if you make them yourself. One thing to remember, I have found it to be true for me when I did have a chance to dip my own candles which I haven't done in a while and I'm about to get back into. The best wicks seem to be the cotton braided. If you get a braided wick, it burns a little more evenly and it gives you a little bit more control. It's hard to really make you understand what I'm saying until you start doing it yourself, but once you start using different wicks, you'll see the difference in how long they burn, how they feel, and how they take the wax. You can also, if you have a penchant for doing things the old-fashioned way, pick some cotton. Or even go out where there may be other things that you can pick, like, um, that are burnable. Like mullen, because mullen uh, can be its own wick. So believe it or not, you can take mullen and dip it, and you will have your own wax taper of mullen. And it will burn. It's, it's not a, a pre-made candle, but it actually will work. So that's something to think about. Now, there's a few ways to go about this if you're using a cloth wick, a, a cotton wick. You can either tie the end of it to a, a, a small stick and dip it that way. And just, you know, use that as the anchor. Or you can do a double-ended candle wick and have a very long wick and you just hold it in the center, you pitch it in the center of the cord or the cotton wick, and you dip both ends at the same time, which winds up with two different candles. And then you would just hang it over a dowel rod or some other little pencil or stick to dry. Just make sure you take your time. And let's, let's talk about technique next. Now when you're dipping your wick, you want to make sure that you t 
do it evenly. Don't rush. Make sure it stays in there the first time and bring it up. The first time you dip your wick, it's going to be so disappointing. I know. It's like this little skinny layer of wax and it's like, what? It's not going to be anything. Trust me, it takes patience. Much like learning things in life leads to wisdom. Dipping the wick over and over again, patiently, evenly, with understanding and and with mindfulness. My mindfulness. Oh, I just tripped over my tongue. With mindfulness will yield the best results. So you dip it down and bring it up. Dip it down and bring it up. Some people develop their own rhythm. It's almost like a meditation to take your time and dip down and bring up and dip down and bring up. And it's almost the same beat as you would get from some musicals. Uh, I think Sound of Music has that kind of beat in one of the songs. Was it my favorite things? Dip down and wait and dip it, then you dip up. Or, you know, you know. Okay, yeah. I never will win a Tony Award, but it's it's kind of a thing. You know, you can find your own rhythm, you know. You can even do it on a, a small little chant. It's up to you how you want it to go. And another thing we want to talk about is color. There are color pigments that you can buy that you can add to the wax to get different colors that you would like. So I would look around and find those there in most most craft stores or candle shops and see if you want to do that. If you want to add scent or herbs, I do recommend reading up on it because everything shouldn't go into a candle. You want to find out how it's going to affect the burn, what the proper ratio is of dried herb to product, and you may find it's a little bit easier to just wait until the finished product is done than dip it one last time and roll the herbs around the edge. So you're going to have to find your own way, but I'm sure it'll be perfect. Seeing a row of dipped candles used to be my favorite thing. Like, I would have a long little dowel rod full of dipped candles, and it just gave me a nice warm feeling inside. It felt really good to just see that sense of accomplishment that it gave me. I think my daughter might remember when we used to do that. I don't know if she does. The last time we dipped candles together was when we went to Dollywood, and an amazing friend took us on that journey, and I will always cherish that from her. But... Yeah, we went to Dollywood and we dipped candles there and it was an absolute blast. Okay, so I think we've talked enough about the rudimentary parts of learning to dip your own candles and why it might be fun for you. But let's talk a little bit about cleanup. So where would we be if we didn't finish up in a part that is very important? Let's talk about cleaning up and storage. 
one way to get wax that may be left over, especially if you had different colors of wax, is to boil water in your pot or crock pot. The wax will begin to float to the top. You'll see. I can't explain how it will be, but it will help you get the wax out a lot easier than if you just simply tried to warm it and wipe it out. Now, if you're always going to be using uh, non-colored candles and it's always going to be either paraffin or either beeswax, then you're fine. But more than likely, you won't stick to that. Same thing with soy. Water is just amazing. And there are other things that get wax out. You are welcome to check those out. But I kind of like the old-fashioned way best, especially with beeswax. And just as an anecdote for your book of stuff, did you know that if you get waxberry leaves, or rather bayberry leaves, you can cook them and wax literally comes out of their leaves and you can collect that? You really can. You can actually make candles from that, but that takes a lot of leaves and that might be an experiment for another day. So we might look at that and, and do an episode about just that. But this is just something to keep in mind. Also, if you have enough wax left that it's not enough for a candle, but it's enough that you have a little bit left that could cover a whole cloth, you might want to make a wax cover for your food. But you only want to do that with beeswax, okay? Beeswax covers take the place of those disposable plastic covers and foil covers that people use to cover their food. And we're going to do an episode about that. We might even do it tomorrow or in the next couple of days on how to make those. So keep that in mind. And um, I guess I guess we've covered quite a bit so far today. So you know what's next. That's right, it's time to say goodbye. And I do appreciate you coming and joining me today. And we get to talk and chat about these kinds of things. And, you know, we are friends, right? So, you know, friends chat about things. And I also would like to point out before we say goodbye and before you finish up this page in your book of stuff that hand dipped candles are great gifts for people and they're wonderful for, wonderful for bartering. So maybe you're not the best baker and you can't do the sourdough bread thing. You can do candles and you can barter with your friends. And having a party or a picnic or a get together sometime in the spring or summer where everyone starts to trade things together, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. So maybe consider that for your next gathering outside whenever the world condition permits. Until then, take care of yourself, and thank you for listening. I'll see you next time here on My Magical Cottagecore Life.